Welcome to Epworth United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor Debbie Weatherspoon, and this past Sunday, we celebrated Laity Sunday. We are blessed at Epworth with wonderful lay people who give their time and talent to share in the ministry of care and love for one another, and especially in our worship celebrations. We welcomed Carlos Altamirano, who is a student at Pacific School Religion and an intern here at Epworth, and just a member of this congregation who gives of his time with others in such a caring and loving way. So I hope you will be inspired by his message that continued our series on abundant life and we hear the scripture read from Luke 15 and from Psalm 23. Let this be a, a moment where you sit and receive the message and be inspired for all that God is calling you to do to celebrate your abundant life. scripture comes from Luke chapter 15. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulder and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Our second piece of scripture comes from a favorite amongst all of uh, many of us, the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long.
That was beautiful. Thank you very much. And it's very good to see new faces in the choir as well. So thanks for participating. So let's present this time to God with the words of preparation. Amen. May the words of my mouth be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. So good morning again, Edward family. It's very good to see you. Yeah, and sharing this time with all of you. Actually, uh, it's something I appreciate so, so much. Thank you. Um, so this month, we continue celebrating the series of Abandoned Life as a reflection that wealth, prestige, position, and power in this world is not God's priorities, um, but the knowledge of the divine is the key of a truly abundant life. So there is a young Christian American. Um, he is a singer. His name is Torren Wells. Um, he has a beautiful voice. I like his music a lot. Um, and I found uh, about him, you know, it was randomly. It's interesting. I was looking for a song on YouTube. I like YouTube. <laughs> and the song I heard um, gave me so much hope and reminded me why I am here. That was interesting. I, I think the Holy Spirit was leading me to listening to that. And part of the song says, um, everything happens for a reason, but you don't know what you don't know. And you'll never have peace if you don't let go of tomorrow. If it doesn't make sense right now, it will when it's over. Giving it, um, giving it to your feelings is like drawing in the shallows. Oh, you've got to keep believing even in the middle of the unknown. Because grace will be there when you come to the end of your rope. That's beautiful. But there is another part that I really liked. And it says, and there will be joy in the morning. There will be joy in the morning. If it's not good, then he's not done. No, he's not done with it yet. There will be joy in the morning. Amen? Amen. Um, the first time I heard this song, actually, I connected it uh, with the reading scriptures for today. Psalm 20, 23rd. In, um, in Luke 15. So the passage of Luke refers to the parable of the lost sheep. And the story told by Jesus was told by Jesus to illustrate the love and compassion that God has for every person. The parable is found in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke and is followed by those of the lost coin and the prodigal son in the Luke's Gospel. Correspondingly, um, it is a response to Jesus being criticized and attacked by the religious leaders. And I'm, I'm going to say, um, they were the ones. And, and, and he was criticized because he was eating with sinners. Oh my God, can you believe that? Oh, Jesus. Um, the religious leaders, you know, also known as the Pharisees, um, had hearts filled with wrong motives and prejudice. They could not believe Jesus, that Jesus was or could be associated with this type of people. <gasps> Jesus stopped the crowd 
and begins to tell a story. And how the shepherd, you know, left his flock of 99 sheep and went find uh, one, the last one, you know, the last sheep. This parable displays the beautiful meaning of God seeking out the lost sinner and rejoicing when they are found. Amen. God cares about all of us equally and will stop everything to find us and care for us. We serve a good shepherd whose heart is, uh, is for us to be found, to be rescued, to be renewed. The parable of the lost sheep is meant to teach us how we could care for others regardless how they look or how they act. When, when um, we have been called to love and care for the lost and care for one another, there are many different analogies in this parable, let me tell you. For instance, uh, Jesus Nietzsche, he um, was a German Catholic theologian, writer and bishop of Freiburg, Germany, and he gave a very interesting interpretation of this parable. He stated, be the symbol of the Good Shepherd, our Lord, teaches, or teaches us how great is his compassionate love for all mankind, he said. All men, Jewish and Gentiles, are his sheep, and he gave his life for all, being sacrificed on the cross and redeemed them from sin and hell. Okay. Another Flemish Catholic priest named Cornelius Lapide, I don't know if I pronounce it well, but he was the one who created a scripture commentary so complete and scholarly uh, that it was practically um, the universal commentary in use um, by Catholics for hundreds of years. Very interesting. And he wrote, So we, by reason of our sinful lust, were as wandering sheep treading the path which lays a perdition without a thought of God or of heaven or of the salvation of our soul. Wherefore Christ came down from heaven to seek us. Well, both interpretations are exciting and correct, in my opinion. Um, and they are focused on the sacrifice of Christ on the cross for the world. However, I would like old to analyze this beautiful story um, number one, using our imagination from the sheep's perspective and then from the shepherd's perspective, okay? So I need you to help me right here and forgive me if I'm being very dramatic. Okay, so first, let's wonder what type of sheep got lost. Second, let's name the sheep, okay? We are going to call this ship Chepita. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's talk about Chepita now. According to what I read while preparing, you know, this sermon for today, <laughs> around the time of Jesus Christ, the shepherds of Palestine stood out for the way they protected their ship. Unlike, unlike today, shepherds always walked in front of the flock, guiding them. 
The shepherd knew each of his sheep and usually named them. The sheep knew his voice and trusted him and would not follow a stranger. I think that's a matter of fact. Uh, therefore, when he called them, the sheep came. And now let's imagine one of those days. Okay, the time has come to go to the pasture, to pastor the sheep. Chepita was walking behind the flock as usual. Maybe she was restless or um, thinnest or smallest, or she was the black sheep. She was the, uh, I mean, the last one. The other sheep didn't pay attention to her at that moment because they were following the shepherd on the road. And probably the road was rocky and uncomfortable, and they had to be careful. Maybe Chepita thought, it seems I don't fit with this flock. They all walk fast, and I'm always in the back, and I should take a different road so I can get ahead and catch up with them. Or Chepita got distracted on the road, and she saw an edible plant and stopped to taste it. Mm. Or she was tired that day, and she couldn't sleep the night before. Who knows? The shepherd wasn't paying attention on the back of the group uh, of uh, that moment. He was being careful, leading the 100 sheep on that road. It was a difficult road. Chepita got so distracted that she was felt behind and ignored um, where the rest of the group went, you know. So Chepita was like, holy cow, no, holy sheep. Where should I go? Um, I take this path. I find them. Um, I may find them over there or over there. And everything will be okay. Chepita was smart, you know. So Chepita took a path. And she was going deeper and deeper. And, and she was in the forest. She encountered herself in the forest. And she was deeper in the forest. She couldn't hear her folks' voices, or her flock's voices, I mean, or the, uh, her shepherd's voice. And she was like, oh no, oh no, I'm lost, I'm lost. And it's getting dark, it's getting dark. And suddenly, while looking for a safe space, Chepita got stuck in the weed, and, and, and that, and that you know, bunch of weed were near a cliff. And she was trying to free herself. And while doing that, she fell down. Unfortunately, no, not unfortunately, fortunately, the cliff wasn't that deep. It wasn't that deep. But Chepita was injured. She couldn't move or she couldn't scream. Um, she walked so much that she was tired, hungry, weak, and cold and it was dark. In her anxiety, she recalls how nice it was to hear the voice of her shepherd. The shepherd used to call her, oh, my beautiful Chepita, my beautiful Chepita. And she was remembering that. 
she recognizes that she had an abundant life uh, with her flock and shepherd. Even when she was the last one in line, some, some fox waited for her and helped her to continue. Come on, Chepita, you can do it. Chepita, in her weakness, starts praying or thinking maybe, oh, everything is lost now. Maybe I will die soon here. So she started saying, you know, in, in Chip's language, maybe. I don't know. But she was saying, my shepherd, don't give up on me yet. I know I'm not your best bet. But I'm trying. So don't give up on me yet. Please, don't leave me here alone. I know I need to grow still. And I'm trying, but don't leave me here alone. Don't give up on me. Don't give up on me yet. So I have a question. How many of us felt that way? How many of us have felt lost in say a prayer like this? I did. Oof, plenty of time. Yes, um, when I had to deal with domestic violence in my house for many years, I did when um, there were time at the hospital with my mother being very sick and dealing with cancer, and times uh, when she couldn't move from her bed because she had an illness uh, in her bones and couldn't move. So we had to do pretty much everything for her, even though it was a big honor for me to do that. And um, also, when my brother, my brother had um, a car accident, he almost died, and he was in an ICU. And, you know, and also there were some other times where, you know, when we didn't have much to eat. And I recall, again, everything happens for a reason. But you don't know what you don't know and there will be joy in the morning. Now, let's see the scenario of the shepherd, okay? We talk about Chepita. Now, let's talk about the shepherd. He was guiding carefully his flock and found a good place for them. He was happy to see them eating fresh green grass, drinking water. Um, probably, he encountered some coyotes and wolf. Um, and he scared them away with great courage. Um, in the afternoon, he went back to the sheepfold as usual. He called his sheep one by one by their names and counted them. One, two, three, nine, ninety-nine. No, one hundred. What happened? Oh, he didn't mention Chepita's name. Chepita wasn't there. Oh, oh. Holy sheep. <laughs> Chepita was not there. He was so worried and sad. So he left the other 99 um, in the sheepfold and went out to look for the last Chepita. He took many different paths. He encountered many different difficulties on his way. It was dark, but he didn't give up. Chepita 
Chepita, please be okay. I'm on my way, he was thinking. I'll be there soon. Then, near the cliff, he heard a small cry, like saying, eh, or please don't give up on me. Probably he heard Chepita's language over there. So he screamed, Chepita, where are you? Where are you, Chepita? And Chepita could answer in the cheap language, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> you know, um, so he went down the cliff. You know, he went down the cliff. Imagine Chepita's reactions and the shepherd's reactions when they saw each other. I wonder that. I wonder Jesus' reaction when he saw your face. I just get emotional. I'm sorry. <laughs> just remember when Jesus saw your face for the first time. What was his reaction? What was his reaction? Hallelujah. So the shepherd cleaned his injuries and gave her water and told her, my beautiful Chepita, everything is going to be okay now. The shepherd took Chepita in his arms. She was crying, but she was happy. In the sheepfold, everyone was wondering what happened. The shepherd's not around, and Chepita is lost. Maybe they were so anxious and prayed. In the middle of the night, the shepherd and Chepita came back. He put her in a comfortable place. And while she was there, maybe she thought, the Lord is my shepherd. I always have everything I need. He gives me green pastures in light, to light in. He leads me by calm pools of water. He restores my strength. He leads me on right path to show that he is good. Even if I walk through the valley of dark as the grave, I will not be afraid of any danger because you are with me. After that terrible experience in that terrible dark night, and the flock, you know, came, came to see Chepita, and there was so much joy in the morning. Next morning, everyone was happy. They saw the shepherd and Chepita, and she was saved. Um, all of them knew that they had an, an abandoned life altogether, and they were all together again. Their relationship became stronger, and they knew more about who their shepherd was. Their brothers and sisters, when we share with each other, we know who we are, and we know with this who our shepherd is. Unfortunately, I don't know your stories. I don't know about the long roads you had to take. I don't know about the battles you had to fight or the ones you are fighting right now. I don't know if you feel a little hope or you are still in the process of healing. I don't know that much about you guys. 
But trying to understand situations going on, probably is really tough. Situations in your family, situations in the world. Well, I think there is a reason behind it. I don't know the answers. But I do know what shepherd, our shepherd, God, the Holy Spirit, is there for all of us. So keep holding on. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming. There's a new mercy and abundant life every morning. Hold on till you see the sun. Sing through the night. Lift up your eyes. Joy is on the horizon. His goodness and mercy will be with you all your life. And you will live his abundant life for a long, long time. And I'm going to finish with this. And there will be joy in the morning. There will be joy in the morning. If it's not good, then he's not done. No, he's not done with it yet. There will be joy in the morning. Amen.